Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah. Talking about the 40s, oh yeah. His 40s are 40s, oh yeah, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of 40s on 40s. I'm Seth. I'm Josh. And today we're going to be looking at more top 40s hits from the Billboard Hot 100. So uh, without further ado, let's crack these open here. Josh, what do we got today? Today we have my my old jam, Mickey's. <laughs> the fine malt liquor Mickey's. Fine, mild malt liquor. No, I didn't say mild. Oh, I thought you said mild just now. I don't think so. You said the mild jam, right? No, oh, my old jam. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a mild jam, so that's when you like kick back and you're like, yeah, this jam is mild as fuck. <laughs> Um, anyway, well, mild, you, you, that sounds like you could coin a new catchphrase. The mild jam? Mild jam. (laughs) Or, like, just calling something mild, like, in a, in a really, like, in a a word that would now become just relaxed and (laughs) cool and buzzing. Mild, man. Yeah, you want to go to the car, get Get some of that dub and get mild? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, (laughs) I'd be all about that. Uh, well, I need this beer, so I'm going to crack it open. Um, hey, cheers. Cheers. Ah, good old Mickey's. (laughs) Never fails. And there used to be like a, oh, there is a B on the label still. Okay. I thought I hallucinated that. (laughs) Clearly. Clearly I didn't. Um, Cool. Well, should we just should we just get into the list here? Um, Do we have any you know what any okay. fun stories? I told to... you I told you I didn't want to bring this up on the podcast, but I want to. <laughs> okay, Story but I time. want to tell it in a very succinct way. So okay, ooh, that's your vocab word of the day. Succinct, yeah. Nice. I say that right. Anyway, uh, two years ago, I had a guitar, two guitars. Thankfully, they were cheaper guitars, and a speaker stolen from my car. Um when my car was parked around the block from where I live outside of uh, an apartment complex. Right. And now, just this past night, someone stole um, a box of merchandise, like band merch, like shirts and CDs and stuff. They stole that from my car. A different car in a different area. And I was just driving around kind of patrolling or whatever later and I found the box of merch and it was outside the apartment where <laughs> my stuff was first stolen from so crazy and um, I talked to a lot of people around the neighborhood and the car theft is very common and so it appears as though someone who lives very nearby is uh, is the thief and they're just stealing things and taking it back to their apartment so this is a long-winded way. Maybe I should have started the story by saying Seth and I are going to be doing a stakeout. Very excited. It's going to be pretty gnarly. Yeah. Pretty, uh, We've actually been talking about the different, like, contingencies and, like, how we can do it properly. We're, we're thinking that this person who is stealing things out, out of the cars in the neighborhood doesn't have their own car, and we're thinking that they're just taking it into, like, their apartment. Yeah. So they, when they took my box, they took it back, and then they were like, oh, I can't really sell anything for a bunch of money, so they just left it outside their complex, mm-hmm. or nearby their complex. So, yeah, we're going to 
find a safe, sweet spot. We're going <clears> to <throat> put an empty guitar case in the car and just uh, Just wait back, for the glory. <laughs> I don't know when, but it will probably happen sometime. Yeah, probably, like, we were saying, like, a month from now, because we don't yeah. think that any carjacker would be so bold as to steal from another car in the same week, because that would be pretty insane. I think it should actually. I think the the bait car should not be my car. Oh yeah, it should be another car for so, sure. Yeah. yeah, but we'll figure that out. We also determined that the person who's stealing from cars doesn't break the windows of the cars. No, because uh, both times that Josh's car was broken into, uh, the windows were all still intact. Right. Which uh, to me is telling that somebody is either taking advantage of an unlocked door or they have some mechanism that could actually open the door for them right um so on the plus side it's good because whoever's car we use as bait means that we won't have to worry about paying for like a broken window yeah we should just purposefully leave it unlocked yeah we should yeah we shouldn't even make it hard yeah just make it as easy as possible for someone to steal it yeah and then yeah our plan is to either uh, is to either videotape it from across the way or to we we wouldn't put ourselves in another car because that'd be too obvious. So no, we we'd be in, we would be in an apartment nearby. Or I was thinking maybe we could start across the street from the complex where I think they're from. Just go like across the street in the darkness and wait in the car. Maybe that might that might work. But, yeah. Either yeah. way, it's gonna get real. Real sleuthy. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, I'm actually kind of excited for it, to be honest. Like, I'm all about planning out heists and shit. So, yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm down to go A-team on that shit. I love it when a plan comes together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Seth Seth, uh, has pulled off a number of heists. Pop out with a cigar. Be like, surprise, cock face. And then hit him in the face. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> a number of successful heists under my belt, of which I can't describe them, or else you know I would be probably arrested or murdered. There's both. There, uh, Seth only heists the hearts of those <laughs> that fall madly and deeply in love with him. <laughs> that's the secret. That's why I could yeah. never be arrested. Because <laughs> I sl- I stealth their hearts. Yeah. Right out of them. Uh, anyway, okay, well, let's get into this. I am excited about our future sleuthing, though. It's going to be really fun. Yeah. Very excited. Um, okay, so, the top five. Uh, perfect is still number one because, you know, we can't have nice things. Uh, number two is Rockstar. Number three is Havana. Number four is actually No Limit, uh, which is GZ. ASAP Rocky, Cardi B. We'd we'd gone over that on the podcast before. Number five is Still Thunder. Um, so the first one is number fourteen. Our good friend Cardi B back on the scene. Here we go. Is it is it Bar is it Bartier Cardi? Is that how you pronounce that? Or is it Bartier Cardi? I it's, think I think the first way it was right. Bartier. Yeah. yeah. Why do I feel like Cardi B names all of her songs after herself? Have you noticed that? Not, well, now I did. Now that you, yeah. <laughs> now that you said that. Yeah. Anyway, maybe it's a coincidence. I don't know. Let's give a give it a good listen here. Party with 
truck laying the lane, blow out the brain. I go insane, insane. I drop a check on the chain, fuck up a check in the flame. Credit ticket made you upset, uh. Credit got rich, they upset, yeah. Credit put the pussy on offset, Cardi and Cardi be brain on offset. Credit ticket made you upset, uh. Credit got rich, they upset, yeah. Credit put the pussy on offset, Cardi and Cardi be brain on offset. Who got this motherfucker start? Card. Who took your bitch at the party? Card. I took your bitch in the party. Card. Who that be So, uh. I hear that I hear that 21 Savage likes hot sauce on his chicken. He also likes I put hot sauce on her teeth. <laughs> he also likes them elsewhere. Putting his hot sauce on something else. On supple bosoms, could you say? On motorboat worthy <laughs> That's a that's a callback, ladies and gentlemen. That's what that is. Um yeah. So, okay, so here's the first thing I noticed about this song, and I'm calling I'm calling out I, Cardi B. I don't think he's ever going to listen to this podcast, but I'm calling out Cardi B. This is the, not only is this the same fucking key that Money Moves is in, but it also uses the same melody line as Money Moves. I don't know if you heard it, but in the background of the verses, it does the same fucking note progression. But it's like slowed down to like fifty percent. And I'm pretty sure it's the same theme as uh, what was the other song? Put on yeah, that's all pretty much. She's rich. She's got good p word. Pussy. I'm pussy. I'm gonna say it. Fuck. She said it. Why can't I say it? She's proud of it, man. She's got good pussy. She can take your man. And she's got diamonds all over. Just all over. They're just. Um, they're just everywhere. Okay. You know what though? Like. The beat, the main hook and the beat, like, musically, not the singing, just the music. Yeah. I was kind of into it, but it was really repetitive. Sure. And I was also into her, like, I don't know why, but just her, her vocal delivery, for some reason, when I hear it, I'm like, damn, like, she sounds sexy. I don't know. Oh, why, yeah. I don't know why it sounds sexy to me, but it does. I, I actually, if I may interject, I think it's, uh, it's a combination of the register of her voice because it's a little lower, but the way that she attacks those, those, uh, consonants. Un- yeah, the consonants, yeah. she enunces everything super well. Yeah. And just like her delivery, it's like very like passionate. Yeah. Um, yeah, her delivery was great. It's, so like, yeah. Yeah, there's this, <coughs> there's this draw to her. Like, I was more focused on her delivery than the music at first, and then the music. Yeah. And then 21 Savage had his thing, which was funny. And then when she came back in after his verse, like, it, I started to, like, wane. My, my interest, I was like, all right, like, I've just kind of... I started to get desensitized because mm-hmm. the whole thing was so repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. It's like, if I was at a party, party, with party, put it on, we'll jam to it, you know. I'll start thinking about, you know... Diamonds all over Cardi B's body. Yes. <laughs> and I'll be like, if I had a girlfriend, I'd be like, hey, let's go back to our place. Get some diamonds. But I don't, so I would <laughs> uh, know what I would do. That's fair. Um, yeah, you know, I actually, I had sort of a similar reaction. Like, when I was, after 21 Savage's uh, verse, and went back into the chorus, and I was like, yeah. And I was all about it. And then Cardi B had another verse, and I was like, wait, it's still going. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of, I don't know. I thought that was weird that there was, like, an extra one. I realize that's, like, a pretty common thing to do, where it's, like, you'll have a feature, and then you'll have, like, one more verse by, like, the main rapper. Um, it kind of it surprised me, though. 
Um, I actually, honestly, dude, I kind of like this song a little bit more than Bodak Yellow, I think. I don't remember Bodak Yellow well enough. Well, because the reason why, like, Bodak Yellow is a great song, don't get me wrong. It's it's a song that, that does well because of Cardi B's vocal delivery, again. Mm. But the thing was, in that song, the vocal delivery on the choruses sounded so much, like, it really starts to wear on you because right. of the cadence. <clears throat> Cause it's just kind of this like na 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 and it just goes it like keeps going and after a while your brain no you know what though what's up sorry I you just jogged my memory yeah I do like Bodak Yellow more you like Bodak Yellow more yeah okay just a little bit okay yeah I think I think as far as vocal delivery I like this song more because she really sounds like she's fired up and she's ready to fucking take names and kick people's ass and um it, on, moonwalk everywhere yes just everywhere just all over diamonds everywhere i'm gonna call her out though like she cannot moonwalk <laughs> that's, that's bullshit josh buddy. got really offended at, at the idea of using mj's name in this song i was like you Let can't moonwalk and you have literally nothing on mj so no just, um, just kidding. Just, I mean, MJ's amazing, but you're amazing too, Cardi, in a different yeah. way. I actually thought that her that I actually thought that she elevated Twenty One Savage into a into a finally exciting verse. Yeah, like he still sounded like you know he was like falling asleep, but it, at least like it was funny. <laughs> it sounded like more interesting for sure. Like he had a faster right. flow in this song, which I was like, that's awesome. And yeah, like, some of the lines, like, were definitely hilarious, intentionally or not. I had a good time listening to them. That moment where everything cut out, and he's just like... I like hustle so much, oh God. And, like, yeah. it just, like, cut out for a second, and you hear this, oh, God, in the background. Like, <laughs> that kind of maybe... That was, like, a that was like a, a funny moment that I liked. Did you know that his sperm is worth <laughs> millions? Did you know that? I mean, I know now. I didn't know that before. I just, I somehow, I, somehow I need to get my hands on his sperm. We need to sell it. We won't need to do the podcast anymore. We'll be millionaires, dude. Multi-millionaires, the amount of sperm are in a yeah. vial. Exactly. I mean, damn. Anyway, um, yeah, feeling pretty good about this song, okay, though. Okay, but really, though, if his, if his sperm were worth millions... Uh-huh. Why wouldn't he just quit all of the work he has to do with music and touring and all that shit and just jack off all the time? Well, dude, I mean... He'd be a fucking, like, gazillionaire. But if he jacked off all the time, the uh, the the amount that his sperm would be worth, I'm sure, would plummet. You're right. He's got to hold it He's gotta hold it to himself, man, because that's how he hangs on to the millions. That's true. It's all in his sack. <laughs> he's got to hang on to that. Yeah. <sighs> Um, anyway, cool. I think we're good on this song. It was a good song. I liked it. I had a good time with this song. <laughs> Fuck yeah. A plus. Good job, Cardi B. If this song were to also go up in the charts, I would be I'd be down. I'd be down. I would support you. It'd be great. Not financially, though. I mean, you clearly have enough diamonds to support yourself there, so that's fine. Um, next song on the list. Oh, that was number uh, 14, by the way. Forgot to say. So number 17 is Let You Down by NF, <clears throat> who we covered uh, last episode, I believe. Okay. Uh, or maybe a couple episodes ago. Not sure. 
kind of forget what the song sounds like, so yeah, me too. what are you going to do? Uh, the next song is called Plain Jane. It's by ASAP Ferg. Um, yeah, right. that's it. Let's do it. Check you with me and do your job. Berg is the name. Pinballer did the chain. Turn on for the watch. Prezi Plain Jane. Ride with the mob. Hum do our law. Check you with me and do your job. Berg is the name. Pinballer did the chain. Turn on for the watch. Prezi Plain Jane. Okay, so before before we get into the details of the song, I just gotta address something here that I think is uh, an important question to ponder in regards to the song's lyrics. Um, how how can somebody how can somebody fuck somebody ironically? Uh, <laughs> like, how is that how is that possible? <laughs> Do you do it because you're like, oh, I would never have sex with this person, but I guess I'll do it anyway. Like, that's not even really ironic. Uh, I think... Because he said that, he said that, like, he said that he would fuck someone else's girl for the irony. But, like, what does that mean? Does it mean, like, I would never... It's way too vague. I I feel like he He might... He might be using irony the way that one, like girl singer from the 90s misused it isn't it ironic oh oh yeah she, who was that was that Alanis Morissette um I almost feel like he's trying to be like I would never have sex with this chick but because it's your girlfriend I will have sex with her right and irony wouldn't be the most appropriate word <laughs> right. that wouldn't be for irony that would be more for to show I'm the alpha right because it's like it's not really irony because it's like I don't even want to have sex with her but yeah that's not ironic it's just being petty I guess I don't know I guess that. it's ironic it's like you're yeah I, you know maybe no no I think he is I think he's clever there it's like it's like irony is like okay one example would be you're saying something you don't really mean, or saying one thing when you mean the opposite. So he's like, doesn't the opposite of fucking her would be not wanting to, but he's doing it. So that is kind of ironic, I guess. I guess. Uh, I mean, that's probably as close as we're gonna get it. So it's ironic. The act of it is ironic, but I don't know. It's it seems more just like the I'm the alpha. Yeah. Thing, but fuck. I kind of want to look up irony, though, because <laughs> there's, like, irony. Also, dramatic irony is different than irony. Well, dramatic irony is when the audience knows something that a character doesn't. Exactly. So that wouldn't apply yeah. to this at all. Right. Is irony, uh, is irony like, the opposite intent of something that you think? No, it's what I said. It's when you're... When what you're expressing is um, signifying the opposite of what you really mean. Usually for humor. Oh, so I guess then having sex with her, he's like, yeah, I'm having sex with her, but secretly I would never do it, but it's your girlfriend, so I'll do it. I guess. I guess. It's kind of... Yeah, but... Um, Damn. That aside... <laughs> yes, that aside. The, the, the music, the beat was, was all right, and yeah. I liked his flow, I liked his delivery yeah. for the most part. Um, I liked that his, his language made you think twice and it made you wonder what certain lines meant. It's true. And and he talked the content was a little more personal. He talked about his grandma and his uncle. Right. And he it was a little more personal and a, and a little more clever or like brain teasing than most rap you hear. 
or True, I've yeah. heard on Top 40. Yeah. Because most of the time, the content is all, like, very simple, very direct about doing drugs and sex <laughs> and money. And so, you know, I, I actually appreciated and liked the content and even his delivery. It stood out compared to most other popular Top 40 rapping. So it stood out to me, and I liked those qualities. Um, I wasn't sure. super into it, but I can tell you now... And I think you would disagree. I enjoyed this more than the Cardi B song. Interesting. Yeah. You know, well, I think on a production level, it was much more interesting. There was a lot of, like, instrumentation going on that was actually pretty cool. Um, there was a lot of, like, tribal-sounding kind of, like, grunting that was happening, which I liked. But we were both saying that by the end of the song, when it got into the chorus, it was, like, mixed, like, way too loud. Yeah, I felt, I felt like it totally worked, and I thought I really enjoyed it the first time it was like its own little break yeah but then it started occurring during the choruses and it was really loud in the mix and it just seemed distracting and way too overbearing right but um i actually don't really know yeah. why i said that i thought it was tribal i feel like maybe because like no yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of like almost hearkening to like like a group of people so no, i mean i don't that kind of grunt is something that you know when we were organ, when humans were organized in more tribe-like levels, mm -hmm. we would use more like grunts and stuff. Grunts or war calls or whatever you want to call it, like right. That was appropriate, but um, it, it, uh, the the sounds actually kind of reminded me of like something like like that Kanye would do. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just like in uh, like in Black Skinhead, I feel like he used like some of those kind of grunting. Noises. Yeah, he, he tried. He tried to. He tried to use sounds that would make the listener think of like a jungle. Right. Exactly. Kind of. Or something. Of yeah. Yeah, that sort of reminded um, me of that here too. In this song, they also did use um, certain drums that were right, right, older school, more native too. Mother, there was like some yeah. hand percussion going on definitely, in there, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I actually I actually like this song. It's funny because ASAP Ferg, I think, is the one out of ASAP Mob who is the most, like, talented and has the best ear for, like, production. Um, I've heard a couple of the other ASAP Mob dudes, and I literally can't remember any of their names. But ASAP Ferg has actually had some other good, like, tracks that I've enjoyed, like Wild for the Night. That was, that was the song they did with Skrillex. Um, he's had some good, some good jams, so, you know, I guess, uh, this is continuing a streak of interesting production and good flows, so, oh yeah. Um, let's see, let's see what's next here. Can I give a shout out? Yeah, give a shout out, dude, go for okay. it. Because Tribal reminded me of this book I'm reading, and the, okay. sh the shout out goes to the book, it's called Guns, Germs, and Steel. <laughs> That's an awesome name. So shout out to Guns, Germs, and Steel. If you wanna, if you wanna learn more about the history of humans, I highly recommend that book. And it talks about a very interesting question, which is like, why did certain areas of the world develop way faster than other areas of the world? Mm. And eventually come to dominate the, uh, not less developed, but, you know, they like, lacking in technology and political organization or whatever. Right. Interesting. 
Yeah, I'll give you the quick answer. It's obviously not like it's nothing to do with the genetics or the biology of the people or the mm. humans. It's basically all about the climate and the available food and like available resources, right? Yeah, so it's like, and you know, which would it's basically guns, germs, and steel. So it's it's right. like climate, the food, the germs, the all these other factors. It enabled certain areas, mostly like that fertile crescent yeah which is uh kind of near like iran and egypt and like this whole like big ass area around there they were the first ones to really develop um more complex civilization or whatever and um and then that spread over to other areas but uh super cool yeah that's that's the reason why that this is what the odds are argues and cool man yeah i'll definitely definitely have to check that out i wanted to Get into a good book, so we'll defs check that out. Okay, let's see here what we got. Oh boy, at at number forty, we got another Taylor Swift song, and guess who's the feature on it? Ed Sheeran. Ah, fuck! Hooray! <laughs> I was already kind of. I was like, son of a bitch. When you said Taylor Swift, and then I was like, oh, really? And Taylor then like, Swift, Ed Sheeran, and oh, Ed Sheeran. No. Oh, so hyped! Oh, fuck! You know what's weird is that Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift have been sharing like songs with each other a lot. Um, I th- I feel like they've collaborated before. What makes me but... happy though is that. They're like, we have so much fucking power between the two of us. <laughs> Combined, we'll be, like, insane. And they're, like, only number 40. So, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you have two people that are singing about love songs into acoustic guitars. They only have so much power. Anyway, let's see what we got here. He says... Depressedly. Disheartened. Uh, Dejectedly. Yes. That was the S A Z word. There you go. Use it in a sentence at home. Forlorn. Forlorn. <laughs> oh, I like that one too. I don't cool. want to touch you. I don't want to be just another ex love. You don't want to see. I don't want to miss you. I don't want to miss you. Like the other girls do. I don't want to hurt you. I just want to be drinking on the beach with you all over me. I know what they all say. I know what they all say. Seth, I just touched your hand. I liked it. <laughs> Seth, Seth was putting the aux cord in his phone, but I was like, no, 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 we just, we don't need that. We just listened to the song already. And then we touched hands and it was really romantic. Magical. Man. Um, way more magical than this song, that's for sure. Oh, snap! There you go. Um, you know Be- what? Beautiful I actually, segue. I actually yeah. didn't mind this song as much as I thought I would mind it. Same here, honestly. Um, yeah, same here. I think I was. It was actually pretty good. You know, I, I. The thing was, is like I think when Taylor Swift first started singing, I was like, okay, here we go, strap in for three minutes of nap time. But then Future actually brought the energy back up with his verse. I thought, mm-hmm. um, just with the rapid fire flow and that first like stanza was like pretty. It was like cool. I'm I'm hooked. And then, uh, you know, I think that actually Ed Sheeran was used, dare I say, pretty well in this song. Yeah, I, he, yeah, he was, 
He was all right. I felt he was the weakest link. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Taylor Swift was the weakest link in this song, actually. Really? I thought so only because there were certain there were certain ways that she would say phrases where I was like, I don't know, I I wasn't really buying it on some of the phrases that she was saying. Yeah. But the like, I liked her voice and the like the melody and the chord progression was mm-hmm. it was catchy to me. It was pleasing, it. yeah. But I, I think that her, even her delivery was pretty good. Like, especially after Future's verse, like, when she came back in, mm. I liked that melody a lot. Okay. Um, I mean, like, the lyrics and the content of the song, I'm, like, kind of whatever about. Right, right. But that aspect in Future's verse, I like, I, honestly, Ed Sheeran was, like, I was like, eh. Kind of forgettable, dude. I was like, okay, here we come with the, uh, <laughs> What is he, Irish? Red-haired Irish man? I think he's Irish, yeah. He's, uh, you know, not that that has anything to do with it, but I say that because you instantly want to recognize the accent. It's like, that's part of of his brand and his selling point is you've got to hear a little bit of the accent. Yeah, when you don't, it's kind of weird. It's like that plus... He try. He's like, tries to be very rhythmic when he sings, and he, like, his little... Fucking his fallback is oh throwing some triplets here and there. Oh yeah, that's it's true. Like, all right, man. Yeah, you, got you know some eighths, some six, some uh, triplets, and uh, your nice voice <laughs> and uh, that charming Irish accent on some mm-hmm. words. And oh yeah, you're great, man. It's fucking dope. Yeah, you know I think you've convinced me actually. I think that the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, Ed Sheeran was trying way harder to be cutesy than Taylor was. And although I didn't like a lot of Taylor's um, deliveries, especially on the, like, bad reputation part, I was kind of over that. I, I agree that I think that Ed Sheeran's, um, just his whole presence on the song felt kind of, like, cutesy and, like, not really, not really gelling with the same vibe. I think Future set it up for it to be this, like, epic, like, fast-talking song that Ed Sheeran just kind of, like, brings it down a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would I would say future Future's probably the best part of the I song. I think he was my highlight. Yeah, know? I agree. The I think the chorus was fine. I just think that like that kinda like uh that repetitive kinda chanty part that Taylor Swift does, I wasn't really particularly fond of. Right. Um but her, but yeah, her singing sounded great. Um I mean she's just got a really good voice, so I feel that. And I did like the key and I liked um, I liked a lot of the noises that were happening in the beat that were kind of more subtle. Like, there was a couple of, like, these little chirpy things, and, yeah. um, and I liked those. I liked the atmosphere, for sure. So, yeah. I think that's, I think that's really all I have to say about the song, honestly. Yeah. It was solid, you know? I, I don't, yeah. It wasn't a bad song, but it was just kind of chilling. Uh. Um... Which then brings us to the final song. <laughs> it's it's River. So, okay, good news, bad news time. The good news is it's Eminem. Okay. The bad news is it also has Ed Sheeran on it. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I have no... I, I, I've been actually waiting to review one of the songs off this new Eminem record. Because I actually... Um, I've heard parts of it. And it is all over the place. Like, I have no idea what this is going to sound like. Also, why the fuck is Ed Sheeran on an Eminem song, of all places? 
Like, those are two artists that I never thought would be working together. So, it's either going to turn out really great, or it's going to be super awkward. And I kind of am leaning towards the latter. With I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be like... Cautiously optimistic? I'm trying not, I'm trying to give Ed Sheeran a fair chance, but he's like, he's pissed me off so much. <laughs> I don't really... I mean, okay, really quick, I don't really understand the appeal of Ed Sheeran, like... It's just, I'm so sick of him that it's just like, yeah. I'm like, I'm trying not to get mad at Eminem for... <laughs> for bringing him on. <laughs> ...doing anything with him. I don't really get... I honestly don't get how Ed Sheeran has survived this long. Like, he's been around for a, for a long time now, like, four years, five years? Like, motherfucker has been... He's been, like, on the map for a while, which kind of blows me away. I don't know, dude. Like, I'm usually neutral. Like, I'm not the type that just dislikes things or I'm, like, overly critical. Magic Dragons. No, for them. No, they have... I have good reason for them. (laughs) I don't... I don't view myself that way. Yeah. So... I, I feel like... I feel like I'm totally out of touch, you know? Because Ed Sheeran is one of the biggest artists. Like, he's literally, like, fucking top five artists in the world. It's okay to not like things, though, Josh. I, so it's it seems odd that he could have such huge appeal, and yet I actually don't... I actually have dislike for a lot of what he does. It's totally it's okay. Not, it's not indifference. I actually don't like... You, like, actively dislike. Yeah. That's I, okay, I would though, change dude. the channel. Yeah. I do, too. Dude, Perfect has come on so many times on the radio, and every single time I've changed it. Because I can't yeah. I can't deal with it. When it comes on, I just start to go to sleep, or I realize how cliche and obnoxious it is, and I change the channel. And that is that has been the number one song in the rankings for at least the last five weeks, at least. Um, we're we're going to have to... I'm going to have to call some uh, Italian friends of my family and uh, have them taken care of. Damn, you're pulling the deep cuts. Yes. It's intense. I thought we just drank sangria because it shared your last name and it was a, ma- no. a, a general brand. No. No, Seth, I'm, I'm full <laughs> Italian mobster. Oh, no. Yeah. Good thing we're yeah. friends. So that would Not be really, good. but my... F- my my family did, does and did know people affiliated with mafia. That's so funny. It's pretty cool. I feel a little bit proud in a way. I don't know why. But, you know, we totally did. I mean, it's, you know, it's a part of history. It's pretty cool to be a part of history like that. Yeah. I mean, the mob did a lot of fucked up shit, yeah, but, yeah. you know... He's The people we know that were affiliated, they're older now. Most of them are dead. Oh, okay. And it's not like... Yeah. At this point, they're just kind of like, yeah, it was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, shit. Well, let's listen to the song and see if we uh, don't have to call the... Uh, the Etsy. Th- the authorities. <laughs> One of the main... Their last name was Etsy. Oh, okay. I thought you were literally being like, let's go to Etsy and yeah. find like a, a, a crocheter who's also a part of the Italian mob. No. That would be pretty fun, though. I could yeah. see that happening. Anyway... Yeah. Come on, Eminem. Don't do us. Don't do us dirty. Do us dirty on this. Lately, says maybe she'll be my Gwen Stacy, despite a man. 
and I know she's using me to try to play him. I don't care, hi Suzanne, but I should have said bye Suzanne after the first night, but tonight I am. I've been a liar, been a thief, been a lover, been a cheat. Oh, my sins need holy water, feel it washing over me. Well, little one, I don't want to admit to something. If all it's gonna cause is pain, the truth in my life now will fall in like the rain. I have so many conflicting feelings about this song. Hmm. Yeah. Like, like on the one hand, I actually kind of like it. Um, no, I liked it. I liked it, yeah. I like, I like the story that it was telling. Because um, I think that I think that Eminem's always been good about like telling like narratives and like the few times that he's gone outside of his, uh, the few times that he talks about like stuff outside of his personal life and he like makes stories. Most of the time they actually turn out pretty good. Like when he did Stan, that's a really good song. Even 3 A.M. where he was like a serial killer, like that wasn't. I I thought that was a good song. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of there's a couple lines in this song though where I was like, come on, man. I mean, he is a dad, so I guess he can make dad jokes now. But there was a lot of dad jokes in this song, like. For sure. And, like, a couple of them were funny, but a couple of them really, like, kind of took me out of the moment a little bit. Like, the one about, about, I shit on my last girl, (laughs) so this is what my ex lacks. (laughs) Like, that was a line that I was like, that's pretty unforgivable. (laughs) It's funny, it's clever. It's clever, but it's like, dude, come on, man. Like, come on, man. Come on. You're trying to tell a serious song. Uh, wait, there was another one that I that I saw where I was like, "Spider Man." Oh God, the Spider Man! I was like, "Bro, come on, come on!" No, I liked them. I like those lines because, like, <laughs> I feel like the story is engaging and it has has a nice arc, like that stereotypical, you know, start, rising action, climax, fall. Right. And little twists and surprises. And, yeah. And then throughout the whole thing, you have these, like, extended metaphors, these really clever planned words. Like, I was fucking down. I, I enjoyed it. And, um... Even Ed Sheeran, like... Ed Sheeran sounded good in this song, actually. Especially, yeah, it's like... The beginning and the and the outro, his voice was very untreated, and I and I enjoyed that it was untreated. Yeah, I did too. And um, I mean, I, I talked so much shit about him, <laughs> but I know I talked a lot of shit about him, but I I never meant to say he doesn't have a good voice because he has an amazing, he has a very very good. He voice. is very t- he is like a very talented, very skilled performer talented, for sure. Yeah, voice and and, and singer. Um, I still don't like a lot of what he's done, but on right. this song it was okay. Yeah. I felt like it was all right, and I think, I don't think it's Eminem's strongest songs or one of his stronger narratives. But like, I was in I was engaged for the whole the whole time. So. Yeah, and actually, I think that um, <laughs> I think the reason why Ed Sheeran succeeded so well in this song is because he was basically the Rihanna part. Yeah, and like. Because, like, Eminem, like, uses right. Rihanna a lot for some reason, which, like, I mean, it's... The pairing has always worked, but Ed Sheeran just took on the Rihanna part, and uh, he actually did it quite well, I thought. There was there was even a little bit of sizzle on, on his vocals here and there, which yeah. I actually really liked, because I feel like he never gets that passionate when he sings. Like, he gets, like... 
he gets, like, lover passionate, but he never gets, like, angry passionate. Yeah. So, like, hearing him get a little bit like that was actually really cool to see. Like, it was cool to see that he's, like, able to do that if he needs to. So, you peeled off your label. I did. I'm gonna do the same. Do it. Um, that aside... Are if, we are we on to If you had to bet? Yeah. Okay, no. What are the what are the percentage likelihood that Eminem and Rihanna had not naughty no no fun time? Eminem and Rihanna naughty no no fun time. Um you know, it's hard to say. It's it's really hard to tell what's going on with Eminem because he has a lot of issues with women in general. Like, mm-hmm. not, like, not to say that he doesn't like them, but, like, he has a lot of, like, a lot of the problems in his life have come from the women in his life, so him having romantic relationships now, I feel like, might be kind of difficult for him, um, because, like, his mom was, like, abusive to him, his first wife was super abusive, um, basically, it seems like, according to public perception, the only positive that's in his life is his daughter. Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if he would even try to start anything with Rihanna, to be honest. I feel like he mm. would be like, nah. Like, I feel like he wouldn't want to because he would be like, that's fine. I'd rather not get involved and, like, keep the professional and, like, the friendship alive. That's what I would think anyway. So you'd give it, like, a 5 10% likelihood? Yeah, pretty low. I'd say five to ten percent. Same. Not that I don't know why I brought that topic. That Plus, I mean, right. Rihanna's probably still into Chris Brown. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? I mean, I haven't followed that story at all. I haven't either. But literally, last, it's like but literally, last... I'm so out of touch. So the last I heard was like, man, he fucked her up. That shit was not right. No, it wasn't right, but. That was, like, um, ten years ago, so yeah, I'm, it I'm was, like way out of the loop. And I still haven't forgiven Chris Brown, because fuck that guy. Um, hashtag fuck that guy. But the the last reports is that Rihanna and Chris Brown were, at the very least, like, on friendly terms. I don't know if there was more than that, but um, everyone was kind of critical of Rihanna for being like, why the fuck did you go would, back would, to him? No, nah, I wouldn't be critical of her. I mean, their relationship is obviously very complicated, and, uh, you know, there's I'm sure that there's a lot going on that we don't know about. Yeah. Um, and it's really up to Rihanna to decide whether she wants to do that or not, you know? Like, it's definitely not up to Chris Brown, but, like, if Rihanna... Rihanna has gone on record and been like, yes, like, we have tried to repair our friendship. So, I think that if Rihanna feels like it's a good time, then, you know... She knows their relationship better than any publicity, press, paparazzi people. Excuse this, me for the This reminds there. me of, uh... Give another shout-out. The book Pan by Newt Hampson. <laughs> <laughs> Going for that obscure shout-out. <laughs> uh, I just want to capture yeah. that as, like... As <laughs> As jo- Josh with the obscure shout out. I thought he meant to be like, shout out to fucking Drake for being on a song with Rihanna. But it's like, no, shout out to like Newt, like whatever the fuck. He's probably re- he's probably related to you, dude. Wait, what's his last name? It's not yours. Is Hanson? His is Hamson. Like H A M H A M. Yeah, but he's he's Norwegian. Aren't oh, we're, we probably are related then. Yeah. 
He's Norwegian. Half my family's Norwegian, so, so... For some... Okay, because the whole Rihanna and Chris Brown, it's like, oh man, like, all this shit, but for some reason it seems like they love each other. Um, yeah. It reminded me of, like... Now, I totally forgot, and I'm not going to be as poetic as New and Hansen, but... <laughs> But I mean, who this, can be, really? There's this line about... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's this line about love, and it's, like, basically saying, like, it's, like, why why do they love each other? And then and then it goes... It, it says something like, ask the wind, ask the star. It's, like, it's like I'm not getting it right, but it's, like, it's, like, ask these things that we have no understanding of. Right. And the point the point is that no one can understand their love. We we don't we just can't know why like we we can never understand why we love certain people. It's just certain people you meet. Yeah. Maybe you don't even fucking talk yet and it's just like you see each other and it's like you just don't know why or what. There's no reason just people fucking love each other sometimes yeah. and it just happens and it's just fucking un- understandable yeah you know there's actually a name for that um I had a friend who was at um I want to say that she was in she was in another state for sure and she was like yeah I had this really like she was saying how she had a very short but very like intense relationship with somebody and how it was like they they knew each other really well and they like could almost it was almost to the point where they didn't have to they wouldn't have to say things to each other when they were like at social gatherings because they just knew what yeah. the other was gonna say. Yeah. But it was a very short relationship. Like it was maybe for like a, a month or two. Mm-hmm. But they were like very, very, very like tight for whatever reason. And like she's not with him anymore. But um but she was telling me about it and how it was like, yeah, you know, like, it was just, like, this person who, like, I didn't know before, but just, like, the minute they came into my life, it was, like, instant. It was like, yeah, yeah there's something about them that I just connect with on, like, a very deep personal level. Yeah. And, yeah. um... I, yeah. And it's it's weird because, like, again, <clears throat> the public could judge Rihanna and Chris Brown for whatever they do or did. I, I could sit here and call Chris Brown a piece of shit for laying hands on her and I think that I would be pretty justified in saying that but I think that Rihanna's reasons for going back to him are her own and I think that again there are more things at play than the public knows yeah who can say you know who can say like why she wanted to go back to him other than that they were probably pretty tight before they probably never lost that and there's probably something in her that trusts that he made the right decision and that he grew as a person you know Hopefully right. enough to that they can hang out and like come to some general semblance of normalcy that they had before, and hopefully they can just leave it at that and uh, continue their lives. So the other thing too is like I imagine a life for somebody like Rihanna must be pretty must be pretty uh, strange to say the least. You know, right. you're like this huge pop star. You probably only have like a couple of real real tight friends. And when you've been dating one for so long and you know each other really well, I feel like it'd be hard to let go of that kind of a relationship out of the blue, you know? Even if they did something awful to you, I feel like it'd be hard to get that person out of your life that easily. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I've never been in a situation where physical abuse was going on. Right. But, but it's like, I even have my own longings and uh, strong feelings and misgivings and all of those things to you know, the relationship I was in. Yeah. And there was definitely certain aspects of 
unhealthiness and I wouldn't right. say abuse, it's too strong of a word, but it's like, you know, I get very tempted to want to talk to and even reconcile with my own mm-hmm. ex-person, so. Yeah, well, you know, like, um, I've never had any any romantic relationships that were like that, but I've definitely had a lot of people in my life that were abusive to me, um, and uh, I think I actually talked about this a little bit on the podcast earlier when we were talking about bullying, because, like, I was bullied a lot. Yeah. And there were certain people that were just like that, that were that, like they were the aggressor for sure. And it was really funny because, you know, they're, they're like they would come back into my life in some capacity. And I remember there was one guy in specific who came back into my life and was like, hey, uh, you know, out of, like out of the blue, this guy came back into my life when I was, you know, when I was of a, a normal height and I started to make more friends and I started to come into my own. And this dude just came back into my life after he'd been fucking, like, super abusive to me for, like, multiple years, like, middle school into high school. And he comes up to me one day and he's like, hey, like, do you want to, like, hang out, get some lunch sometime? (laughs) And I was like, no, I don't. Like, I kind of just don't ever want to talk to you ever. (laughs) Like, I had to be real because, um, I don't know. For me, anyway, like, I couldn't, I couldn't reconcile that. And I think it was because the only relationship I had ever had with this person was that, that, like, with Rihanna and Chris Brown, I'm sure that, I mean, there was a lot of love there, you know, and Chris Brown definitely crossed the line, something happened, and, and, you know, he did something that was really bad. But for this person that was with me, it's like the only way that I knew them was through them being abusive to me. Right. So when they tried to reconcile, I was like, no, I don't really want to, like... I don't really see the value in you being in my life at all, so I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. And um, they haven't been in my life, and my life has been fine without them, so I think that's okay, you know? Yeah, that phrase is, yeah, the value of them being in your life. That's because, like, (laughs) my friend, Yeah. you know, you know Renee, our close friend. Oh, yeah, for sure. Close friend Renee was asked, like, we talked a little bit about my uh, about the breakup I mm-hmm. have been in, and I said something similar along the lines of like I don't I really don't know like what what is what would be the even point of like communicating or being in any way like having a relationship with with her right it's like I already have friends and it's it would it would just seem to complicate our lives and make it very difficult for us both to potentially move on to other relationships so I'm sort of sticking by the cold turkey policy well and I mean I think that that's you also to I mean you're thinking about your yourself but to a degree you're probably also thinking about her and just being like you know if we were tight when I inevitably like, if there's somebody else that catches my eye and I want to date them, like, that might be hard for her, you know? So I think that to a degree you probably are thinking of her well-being and being like, you know, I don't want to complicate things more than they need to be. Yeah. So. That's what, basically what, yeah, what you said, so yeah. And then I I ended up telling, or one of the things I told Renee was like, I think it's possible we could have some sort of friendship Sure. But it would have to be literally in three or four years down the line when <laughs> when those feelings and all of what's going on in your mind is adjusted. 
Right. Or when one or both of you have already begun a fulfilling, close relationship with someone. So it's, you know, but... Well, and I mean, I could, like, you know, I could tell that your guys' relationship was kind of on and off anyhow, which means that it probably was going on for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. And in yeah. that kind of a relationship, it is good to have some distance in the sense of, like, you need to be able to have lives outside of each other for a while before you can be friends. Right. Because then I think that that makes the friendship a lot easier, because then you can be friends, but then you can, like, go home to your, to your lives and, like, be fine and, like, not have to rely on the other person. And I think that that's super important, especially in, like, a breakup. Because, like, it's important to be able to be, like, I can hang out with this person, and then I can go home and sleep, and I can wake up the next morning, and there's, like, no incident, and, like, everything's fine. Yeah. Like, I think that's a really important step in, like, a really long-term breakup like that. Yeah. Long story short, for now, at least, I'm trying to totally avoid any interaction, and... Mm. And just let my life be totally fit to uh, totally consumed with the other things that are important to me and right. have been a little more important in a certain way. Well, and you know that's kind of how I was feeling about Eminem up until the release of this album. Is I was like, I'm just gonna keep him out of my life for a while, <laughs> and then when this album drops, I'm gonna listen to like all of his old shit, and then I'm gonna listen to this and like see how it is. Right. And uh, you know, I gotta say. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought this was going to be a dumpster fire, but it actually was... I thought it wasn't that bad. It was decent. Yeah, it was all right, yeah. Now, the real question is, how do we rank these fucking songs? Because um, I feel like we thought that all of them were, like, aight, but like, we didn't think any... We didn't think any of them were outright terrible. This is... Might be... This might be the toughest it's week a, for me. To, it's a pretty challenging week. Can, uh, can you go first, or...? Uh, well, I'm gonna have to think about it a little bit. Well, let's see. The the options are the Cardi B song. Uh-huh. ASAP Ferg. Yeah, the ASAP Ferg song. Um, then we have Taylor Swift. Then we have Eminem. God, that's a hard... That's hard. It's so hard, dude. This is a tough week. Oh, Jesus. Okay, well, you know what? I think I'm actually gonna go backwards with my order this time around. I think that just because this week was very much like everything is pretty, pretty middle of the road for me, nothing really popped out as being like, this is really good or like this really sucks dick. Um, I think I'm going to actually work back. Sucking dick is good. Well, okay. Okay. You're right. You're right. I shouldn't use sucking dick as a a bad thing. Some people like sucking dick. Sometimes gagging gives you a good feeling. Anyway. Um, okay. Well, I'll just say, uh, sucks a bag of dicks, because sucking a bag of dicks would probably not be great. It seems yeah, pretty negative. For most people, no. Yeah. Um, unless if you're into that kind of thing, in which case, sorry, I hope I didn't offend you. Um, go back to your bag of dicks. You're having a great time. Um, I think I'm going to work backwards in my order. I think is how I'm going to determine this. I think the song, out of all the ones that were... <laughs> Sorry, Josh. I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring this back in. <laughs> just listen, listeners. Just go back to your bag of dicks if you got one. It's fine. I'm not gonna judge. I don't even see that shit. You might have one dick. You might have three dicks in there. Who knows? You might have several more dicks in your bag. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna judge. I don't even know where they came from. I don't even care. They might not all be human. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Now. 
I have been thinking about my rankings during this. Okay. And I will say that I think out of all the songs, I think that um, the Taylor Swift song is going to be last. And I think the reason why is because with these songs, I'm thinking about the positives versus the negatives. Or in this case, the positives versus the neutrals. And I think that the Taylor Swift song has the least amount of positives going for it. That's how I'm thinking about it. The Taylor Swift song has the future sample, it has her voice, and that's basically it. The production is, like, average to me. Ed Sheeran's definitely not helping anything. So, that's fourth. For me, the Eminem song is third. Because, again, (laughs) it's good, but I just can't condone some of those lines. I just... It just pulled me out. That's me anyway. That's my own personal thing. I think number two would be ASAP Ferg. Uh, because I like the production, I like his flow. Some of his lines were cheesy as fuck, but we talked them through, so I'm okay with them. And then I think, uh, ooh, but that then that leaves number one with the fucking ooh, I don't know. Yeah, Cardi B. Oh shit! Oh, this is so tough. Okay, you know what? You know what? Okay, I'm revising it. Fourth is um, fourth is the one. Fourth is the Taylor Swift song. Okay. Third is Eminem. Two is Cardi B, one is ASAP Ferg. Okay. I think that's my final tally. My number one is ASAP as well. Okay. You fucking got me on that one. Um, oh. I give Eminem the, I give Eminem the slight nod over Cardi B. Okay. Very, okay. The top, the the th- first three are all like literally fucking hairline. Yeah, me too. And then me too. three, so I said number one was ASAP, two mm-hmm. was Eminem, three would be Cardi, mm-hmm. and then last is uh, Taylor Swift. So. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I think that the Taylor Swift song was last probably for similar reasons, right? Yeah. It was more like, I mean, everything was working fine in it, actually. Like, I had a good time listening to it. It was just that there were certain pros that were less and certain neutrals that were more for that mm-hmm. song. So, um, cool. Well, there you go. I think that's it for this episode, bud. That's it. Fuck yeah. Well, thanks for uh, tuning in to 40s on 40s. As always, you guys are the best. Um, tune in next week for more exciting Billboard Hot 100 coverage. As we near closer and closer to the Grammys, <laughs> we will be uh, letting you guys know about our live tweet schedule, about when we're going to be doing that. But in the meantime, everybody drive safe. Please don't drive drunk. Don't do not do that. It's bad. Yeah. It's just not, not a good thing. Um, you know, eat tofu, eat meat, do whatever you feel. Yeah. Uh, I've been Seth. I've been Josh. And we've been fours of 40s. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next week. Cheers, guys. 40.